Freud and Jung both emphasized that our subconscious is actually where we can find pretty much all of the answers that we have in life. Hello? <laughs> okay, good. Nearly forgot to plug in my microphone. I can't tell you how many times I've done that in the last few weeks. I decided to make an afternoon decaf to enjoy with you guys. So cheers, let me know what you're drinking or doing down below. Mm. So good. And today we're gonna to be talking about specifically the subconscious, how to tap into your subconscious, why you might want to. Just imagine we are in a metaphoric Coe's cafe and I ordered my decaf coffee, you ordered a blank and we just sat down at our table. There's a candle. We're all gonna set a nice intention to give good energy, good calm, grounding energy to our subconscious as I light our candle. Take a deep breath to affirm. I don't really do this stuff in coffee talks, but I love doing this stuff in yoga classes. So today I wanna to talk about how to explore and understand the unconscious mind. Trying to understand the subconscious is something I've been interested in for a very, very long time. I can think back all of the way to early childhood and experiences that I had where I felt really connected to trees, I felt really connected to nature, and it was almost like I was having this deep relationship or this deep connection, but it felt like it was happening in such a deep level, on such a intrinsic level that I was like, this isn't me talking, but it is me talking. And I would have these types of questions and thoughts all the time, not really thinking much of it. And then growing into my teens, growing into my early adolescence, struggling with things like mental health, the ways that I just really was hard on myself and harsh on myself, the beliefs I held about the world, the beliefs I held about myself, and so many things. And it's led me on such a path of trying to understand the subconscious and trying to de deeply dive into the unconscious mind. Your subconscious mind is so incredibly unique to you. It is, in my opinion, an accumulation of not just the things that you've experienced in this lifetime, but I like to leave open the possibility that our subconscious is built and threaded through many lifetimes, even if you don't believe in past lives. I think that it can come down through generations, you know, from the generations before us and the types of fears, the types of experiences that previous generations have had and how that changed and adapted into our human behaviors, our human beliefs, even our human ways of connection. And thus, when future generations came, including our own, we were almost born into it with our DNA, with our cells, with our human behavior, with our instincts, with our intuition. Your subconscious is something that does exist, spiritual or not, and your automatic behaviors, your automatic beliefs, and a lot of the things that you might do without even really understanding why you do it, specifically bad habits, but also good habits, part of your nature, part of your personality, will come from these automatic traits or these automatic patterns or these automatic systematic belief systems of the subconscious. Understanding and coming to decode your subconscious or even just get more intimate with knowing your personal subconscious can help you understand yourself better and help you live or lead a more authentic and aligned life. I did look up a little bit about the subconscious because I wanted to be aware of the roots of what I was talking about and I actually found out that Freud and Jung both emphasized that our subconscious 
or specifically the subconscious mind or unconscious mind is actually where we can find pretty much all of the answers that we have in life. You hold all of your own keys. Like you can find motivation, you can find amazing reflection in the world outside, on the internet, in your friends and family, in the people and the things that inspire you, but everything you could possibly ever seek out there in the external world exists within you because it is so uniquely coded to you and uniquely formed around you and your experiences in life. Everything you could possibly want to know, everything you could possibly ever seek to discover, you can really get down to the roots of things by digging into the subconscious. And then I also went as far as to discover that there's actually a technical difference between the subconscious and the unconscious mind, almost as if we were looking at a pyramid. What I'm generating on right now is the tip of the pyramid, right? It's the part of the iceberg that's out of the water that is in a sense aware of what I'm doing and saying that I'm moving my hands. It is the part of your mind that is awake, that is conscious. Uh, it goes to sleep at night, but when you are awake and you are alert, you are running through the conscious mind. So you can have conscious thoughts, you can have conscious behaviors, but when you go a step deeper, that then you get into things like the subconscious mind. The subconscious mind being almost like the background white noise that's always there, but you aren't always aware of it. Your subconscious might make you react in certain ways to certain situations or lean into other, other things that you really enjoy, but the subconscious or unconscious part of you is usually bringing things up to the surface for the conscious mind to become aware of. So I don't know, that's a tricky question. I guess I'll pitch it to you guys. Do you think you can be aware of your subconscious by observing it? Or do you think that when the conscious mind tries to observe the subconscious or the unconscious mind that we're only observing what it is bringing up to us to observe. You know, like when you're observing the white noise, are you hearing the brown noise? Are you hearing the static, you know, like, or are you just hearing the conscious part that you're bringing up? Whereas the unconscious mind is instinctual. It is primitive. These are pathways that occur automatically in our brains. These are memory motivations, deep set patterns, feelings, and urges. And it is said that they are unaccessible without help of an outside party or doing deep work. Unconscious is really just the deeper layer underneath the subconscious. So this is the part of your brain that is not conscious at all. This is the part of your brain that is almost like the map, the blueprint of how your brain runs, the pathways, the memories, the everything that is generated and created the person or, or at least the generation of your consciousness today. The thing about tapping into it with outside help is that you really want to choose someone that you trust. You really want to choose somebody that is aware of what they're doing and, and knows their shit. <laughs> so I say that only because doing this work is powerful work. I really like to watch documentaries on things like cults and scams and crime and murder. I don't know why, why that part of my brain exists. Something I could possibly explore with my sub and unconscious brain. But when I think about how specifically things like a cult can happen, how that kind of manipulation can really cause groups of people 
to have offside thinking or to be completely manipulated and have their thought patterns and belief systems rewired, I think comes from allowing people too close, allowing people to get into things like the subconscious and unconscious mind, things like patterns, belief systems, memories, et cetera, et cetera. And so just be very particular about who you seek outside help from. Just scout the type of people that you would ever let into working with you subconsciously. And I even, I believe that even when it comes to things like guided meditations and things too. So yeah, just, just always trust your gut, trust your intuition. That's how you'll know when something generally feels right. When you get red flags, trust your red flags. Okay. How exactly can you explore your subconscious mind? And I'm sure you probably have before. And if you have any answers to that, let me know down below. Cause there might be some things I don't think of. But the first thing I wrote down is to go in layers, kind of like what we were talking about before with that iceberg analogy. So start with your conscious thoughts, start with your conscious behaviors. You can start right now. What are you thinking about right now as you're hearing this, as you're listening, as you're talking, as you're watching, as you're doing whatever you're doing? I'm gonna leave another just like open air here. Just listen to what your thoughts are saying. So my thoughts are saying, and they tend to do this a lot, even still to this day, 10 years almost into the game, like, am I hosting this like well enough? Am I articulating my thoughts well enough? And you know, there's a little bit of insecurity there, which is something I can definitely dig into my subconscious with. But the conscious layer of the brain is the first place to start because becoming aware, just being an observer of what's happening consciously can help you go deeper. It's almost like the first time you look at a painting and you see it in, in full for what it is, but the longer you look at it, the more you start to pick out the deeper details of that painting. Don't go overboard because I, at least I think that we are meant to sometimes just generally be in the flow of life. But when it comes to wanting to go through a phase or starting to train yourself to get deeper into the subconscious and unconscious brain, start creating moments where you have very conscious pockets of time where you're fully aware of what you're doing, what you're saying, what you're thinking, what's going on around you. You can do this by tapping into the senses. So what am I seeing? What am I hearing? What am I tasting? What am I smelling? What am I feeling? What do my clothes feel like? What are my thoughts doing? You can do this while eating by taking really slow bites. You can even do this with breathing. Like I'm consciously inhaling. I am consciously exhaling. That is tapping into an observer mindset of the conscious brain. Document your findings, whether you have a journal or you wanna just document it in your phone. You could even use voice notes on your phone to just say like, okay, I'm having a conscious moment. These are what my thoughts are doing. This is how my body is feeling. This is how my breath is coming. This is what I'm seeing. Like just documenting those things too will help your brain get into the habit of doing this. It's like looking at the painting and the more you look at the painting, the deeper you'll start going into the next layer being the subconscious. Going into the subconscious is basically taking that practice and stretching it out bigger. I know that there is constant perpetual, like just repetitive, meditate out there. And I am somebody that definitely does it too. I'm always like, well, the way that you can do anything that we talk about in Coffee Talks is meditating. 
but meditation is whatever you make it. You do not have to meditate like anybody else meditates. You don't have to meditate in the way that has become kind of like the packaged sold idea of what meditation is. Meditation can be done walking. It can be done listening to music. It can be done through guided meditations. It can be done in silence. It can be done in bed. It can be done when you first wake up in the morning. You do not need to sit in lotus pose with your hands in a mudra. Create a mindful practice, a mindful habit, and create it for a good chunk of time. So this could be like five minutes and then work your way up to 15 minutes. This could be, if you have the time for it, 30 minutes to an hour. You could use this time to sit, close the eyes, and start with the conscious thoughts again, just like we were doing those little pockets that you can create any time in your day, but sit with it longer, look at the painting longer, and you'll feel yourself go deeper. Journaling is another way that you can do this too. And specifically free writing, if you've never done this before, it's writing without pause, unless your hand hurts, and you don't stop. You just let the thoughts flow. You let the words flow. You let it all go out onto paper. And then after you fill the page, you pause, take a deep breath and read what you wrote. And things will start to come from the subconscious, things you don't even realize you're thinking, feeling, believing. I find some of the deepest subconscious connections I've made have been outside by myself in nature, have been amongst trees, have been by intentionally placing my hands against trees and trying to hear what they're saying to me. And I will be the first to admit that I don't know if what I'm hearing is actually the trees or if it's my mind generating what I think the trees are saying, but it allows me to go deeper. It allows me to bring myself to a deeper state of thought, a deeper state of consciousness, a deeper state of mind than if I were to just be walking by a tree, you know? And another way you can do this too is through dream analysis. So specifically when you wake up in the morning and you have a dream, even if it makes zero sense to you, write that dream down, write it down on your phone or tell it to somebody so that it stays fresh in your mind, write it down in a dream journal. There's a Co's video from last year actually on how to make a dream journal if that's something that interests you. You truly do, unless you're lucid dreaming, have very minimal control over what you're dreaming about. It's picking up information that is important enough to recycle it through your subconscious brain as you're sleeping and thus it's worthy of exploring. It's worthy of looking into, wow, like, not necessarily what happened in the dream, but what were your feelings in the dream? What were the symbolisms behind the things you saw or felt? Like I had a dream the other night that I was in my old childhood house. I was in my parents' room where they had a mirror just above their dresser. And I was looking at myself in the mirror and I could see things going on behind me, but my reflection was illuminated by this like red aura. This, it was bright red, like, pungent red aura was all over my skin and illuminating around me, but I could also see what was going on with my siblings behind me in the hallway. And it wasn't just how that dream made me feel that I wrote down, but it was also, okay, what does red symbolize to me? Which made me think of the root chakra. Like there's so many different things. And again, your analysis is more important than the analysis you can get from books or other people. I think it's a great place to start by going into dream dictionaries of other people, but if things don't resonate with you, then don't be afraid to think that it could mean something else to you in your subconscious. Because your subconscious is like your fingerprint. There is no other subconscious or unconscious brain like yours. And then the last step that I put is exploring things like guided hypnosis and other types of therapies. So I did a lot of unconscious work in therapy. I know I sound like a broken record. Literally therapy has changed my life, but because again, it was that outside party, someone who I built a strong connection with, built a lot of trust with, 
was able to explore parts of myself that I had completely turned off, like wouldn't let myself go there. Specifically an experience I can explain that might help anyone that's out there that maybe have had similar experiences is something my therapist worked with me on for a very long time was we would go and we would revisit times or experiences and in the midst of me telling her the details of that experience she would ask me to stop and pause and sit with how it made me feel and ask me well, what did that mean to you and for the longest time my brain would go blank like it literally felt like I just saw nothing I felt nothing and it was because it was so deep into my unconscious brain it was so deeply in there and also possibly too it was very hurtful it was very hard to drudge that up but it took going back to it again and again and again to slowly open up that part and bring it up let it bubble up to the surface let it bubble up to the conscious brain for me to be observant of it but i wouldn't have been able to do that if i didn't have that outside party prompting me in that way and so that there is hypnosis i have talked about this i have done hypnosis i also found that to be really interesting and there are tons of videos out there nowadays on youtube and tons of other platforms where you you can do guided meditations, you can do guided hypnosis, you can even just put on frequency music and really sit and go deep with it or use journal prompts with it. I'm releasing a lot of really deep, deep, deep seated like belief systems, but not just belief systems, deep, deep seated experiences that were coded into my unconscious brain and then moving their way through the subconscious and conscious brain to manifest in my outward life through my own behaviors, through my own advances in ways that were hurtful to me at the time. And so doing that work has like crazily changed my life and changed the trajectory of my life as well. On top of that too, like why, why do this? Curiosity is a good enough reason, at least in my books. I'll even go, I shouldn't. I shouldn't say it because it's like controversial to say, but I'll go as far as even understanding why people might dabble into different things that people have done to hack into and kind of like bypass a lot of this deep meditative work to get to the subconscious and the deep subconscious. I love stories about that too. There's some amazing documentaries right now on mushrooms on Netflix and I've dilly dabbled and maybe could tell you like a small story about it, but I've never gone that far that way. That's a you, it's a conscious you decision, not something I would ever want to glorify or like glamorize or any kind of way. But I do understand why people take that route to go deeper, take that route to open or unlock certain parts of the mind that are very difficult to unlock in our conscious, normal, sober state of being. That said, I do believe in going and doing the work in a sober state of being, because that's where I really think that you can create more, some more long lasting effects. Now, that's not this discussion today because I have, again, watched a few documentaries that have really opened my mind specifically to what things like psilocybin could do for mental health, uh, specifically in micro doses, not in, I'm not talking about like, a spiritual awakening experience doses um, and not the chat for today but it's just to say that like a lot of these experiences can come from curiosity but I think a lot of it can come from healing work as well which not everybody needs to do healing your subconscious beliefs about yourself healing what you believe you are worthy of in this lifetime what you believe you are capable in this lifetime the habits that you might notice in your life that are not necessarily great habits they could be really self-sabotaging habits these habits i'm telling you like coming back to the beginning of today's chat where freud and young said like all of the answers you need 
lie in the unconscious brain. So if you're wondering like, why do I do this? Why do I constantly self-sabotage in this way? Why do I constantly X, Y, Z? It lies in your subconscious. It lies in your unconscious. It lies somewhere in an instinctual, primitive, patterned, memory, feeling, or belief system that is sitting somewhere really, really deep that no matter how much you might consciously want different, you gotta get deeper into that part of the brain in order to root that weed out and plant something better. So it can be light types of healing, deep types of healing, or just general curiosity. If you are someone that is so just wanting to know about existence and wanting to understand it better and more and wanna know why and how our brains generate and work or all of the above, those are all great reasons to explore and work with the unconscious and subconscious mind. So the last thing I'll leave with is some tips when doing this type of work, which I feel like are very, very common sense tips, but I feel like they should be said and should be noted. The first being to trust yourself. And this is so important when working with subconscious and unconscious work. I think also too, in today's world where there can be a lot of, again, very misguided information. And I think that we are more vulnerable today to our subconscious and unconscious brain being rewired without even realizing it through things like technology, through things like social media, through the things that we do every single day. When you think about how much time you spend on social media platforms, working with tools that were created by giant companies, and when you think about how our behavior has been manipulated, how our data is collected, this information can then thus be I want to try and think of a better word to say it, but it's just going to come out this way, like used against us in a sense to manipulate our behaviors. And so I think it's really, really important to emphasize trusting yourself, to emphasize when you feel like something is off or wrong, to not make yourself feel crazy, to not make yourself feel any type of way. Even coming back to my own open air where I sat and thought like, okay, like what is my conscious brain doing? And it went to, am I hosting this right? Am I doing a good job? Like, am I worthy of hold, holding this space right now? Like, instead of getting upset with myself or feeling that insecurity, I have to trust that those feelings are there for a reason. That's really good, valuable information for me to understand what's going on with myself more. And trust yourself in the sense of like, when you get a bad feeling, Specifically, I'll use a personal example again. I don't know if the tree thing made me sound crazy, but if that didn't, this might make me sound crazy. I get a really weird, intuitive feeling about TikTok. I don't know why. I, I do know why, because I've done some deep diving into it and then thus kind of, I guess, created a confirmation bias within myself where I was like, yes, okay, TikTok is bad. But even before I did any kind of deep dive, it always made me feel icky and I couldn't put my finger on why. And I also didn't understand it because everyone around me seemed to just like love TikTok and I was getting so much business advice and then also friend advice to like get on TikTok and like this would be so good for your business or this is so fun and there, there, there's this huge group of people that you'll really resonate with or there's book talk and all of this and I just, couldn't get past that feeling of like, I don't know why, but I, it gives me the ick. TikTok gives me the ick and I just couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I tried, I tried multiple times. And again, it's not on my phone anymore. It's deleted. And that might sound crazy to some people. You might not have any issue with TikTok and that's fine because again, we are all on our own wave. We're all on our own journey, but I had to trust myself. I had to trust that feeling and just be like, you know what? I'm going to honor that. I just can't, there's something that feels bad to me about this whole platform and I'm just gonna stay away from it. That's trusting myself. Even if it makes you feel crazy, even if you have to kind of feel a little isolated in it, trust yourself. The second is to stay 
grounded and this might be just as important as the first one of trusting yourself but I think trusting yourself is a way of staying grounded stay grounded keep your two feet on the earth and I say this for multiple reasons but specifically because when you're working with the subconscious and unconscious mind it can get really easy to get lost in it you know it's a wide world of just like layers of the brain and I think that it can be very beautiful it can be very amazing it can also be such an, a, a unique incredible experience but you are meant to be on earth and I truly do believe that we have again I said I wouldn't put my spirituality too much into this so allow me a moment uh, we have incarnated at this time at least in my belief for a reason anybody that incarnated at whatever time they've incarnated on the planet as human beings came to the earth during their time for their reason for their purpose Yes, I think that tapping into the subconscious and tapping into the unconscious can help us better understand our purpose, better understand ourselves, but you need to keep your two feet on the earth and you need to keep in the state of flow, kind of like I was saying earlier with life, because there are times where it's appropriate to just not be in your subconscious brain, not be in your unconscious brain and to just live your life. We only have so much time, so don't feel like you need to be doing this deep type of work 24 7 365 for multiple years it's super important not only for your sense of spiritual health or mental health but also just for what you're meant to be here for and even just for no purpose at all but just to enjoy your time on the planet and enjoy it with the people and the things around you number three or tip number three is to know your objective so just know why you're going there even if it is pure curiosity because again It'll help kind of keep you grounded, but also know what you're looking for as you're tapping into the unconscious or subconscious, whether there's a habit you want to break, a part of yourself you want to understand, or again, just general curiosity of what you might find deep into your mind. Four is to seek out knowledge of the greats. And that is my last tip. And it kind of, again, brings me very nicely, full circle to the start of our chat of Freud and Jung, who are very, very well-known philosophers, people that you can definitely start with when it comes to the subconscious and unconscious mind. There are amazing books out there written by people that are very well-renowned, who know their shit, that is worth reading, worth exploring, to look to the greats, to look to the ones who their knowledge and their message and their information has like surpassed time has overcome or stayed relevant throughout history that says something in healthy doses this work can do incredible things for you and incredible things for your life and thus ripple out and create an incredible effect on the planet because when one of us evolves you know when one of us raises our frequency it raises the general collective frequency and evolution of all of are living things, not even just human beings, living, existing frequencies on the planet. So I can't wait to hear your thoughts down below. And outside of that, I'm choosing you my afternoon decaf and I'll talk to all of you guys in the next Coffee Talk podcast episode. Bye everyone.